Hello and welcome to this IBR Business Profile, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report, presented by Advance Iowa, comprehensive solutions for better business. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 160th edition of our program, which aired during the fourth weekend of January 2023, we introduced you to Aaron Henning Nichols and Benji Nichols. They are the owners of Inspired, an independent media company based in Decorah, creating hyper-local positive news in print and online, including Inspired magazine. I graduated from the University of Iowa in 2003 with a degree in English and Journalism. And my senior year of college, I read a biography about a man named Dan Eldon. He died in Somalia in 1993, but he was only 22 years old. And in his short life, he just did a lot of really great things to help his neighbors and his community. He grew up in Africa, but his mom had uh, Cedar Rapids ties. Kathy Eldon, his name was Dan Eldon. He was a photojournalist. So I read this biography and I felt really inspired. I felt like I wanted to go out and change the world in like this help your neighbor kind of way. And I felt like it was the first time I really had that feeling of inspiration and uh, I wanted to do something with it and not do the traditional, if it bleeds, it leads journalism. So I knew after college, if I got right into a career, I probably would never actually experience the world. So I looked into various ways to travel and I ended up teaching English in China for a year and was more convinced than ever that people are good everywhere. So I came back, landed with my parents in Decorah area, and started working at the local newspaper. The first story that came across my desk was about a local boy does good kind of story. Benji Nichols was the uh, associate producer on a public radio show, and he did a CD that he had um, sent to my boss, and he said, write this story. So I interviewed him, and it was a good interview, and then we met in person because he came back to visit his parents. And on our first day, I told him about this idea for this magazine, and I saw the name Inspired, like, in my head on how it all looked, Inspire, Be Inspired, like, that we can continue this cycle of inspiration through positive news. And when you look at your logos, Inspired is spelled out, but the D in Inspired has an artistic or graphic tone to it. Explain that for the audience. There are arrows that go around the D kind of playing off. The D is in parentheses, so it's inspire and then inspired, the idea that the words are smushed together. But the D is in parentheses to indicate that someone can be inspired and then go out and be inspiring. And that the circle, the arrows kind of show that we have a cycle that can never end if we continue to just do good things in our communities. Did you run into that where people were saying, well, that's very good that you want to tell good stories and aspirational, inspirational stories, but you're going to run out of material. Did you run into that at all? And were they massively wrong, which is my suspicion? We have been very fortunate to live in a rural area, but even so, we work across a pretty great geographical area. And there are so many great stories going on from small towns to the slightly larger cities in our region that uh, we do not ever run out of ideas. And that works across from just about every sector you can think of, from some of our back page interviews with older readers to more current news type stories that work into what we're doing. And it's just a, a real adventure, but we certainly don't run out of great topics to talk about. 
people are always doing good things in your communities, and it's just it's easier to latch on to the negative news because it sticks out more. But the positive stuff happens all the time. I have a like a 36-page Google Doc filled with future story ideas, so we are never running out of good things to tell. If I understand this correctly, Benji, you're out on a first date with Erin, and she comes up with this idea. What was your reaction based upon your background, and this is what this woman brings up on the first date? <laughs> Well, I had been working in public radio production and mostly on the back end and the technical end and editing end, but also doing production work for a historical music show that was syndicated for many years. So I wasn't unfamiliar with media. I'd also been living on the West Coast for about six years and I knew I wanted to get back to the Midwest and I knew that there are opportunities here if you're willing to look for them. So when Aaron came up with the idea and put it out there, it just made sense to me right away. We lived in a geographical region, again, that is, you know, Decor is a good hour from anywhere, more like an hour and a half from anywhere else in Iowa, particularly. If you look to La Crosse or Rochester, but then, you know, Cedar Falls, Waterloo, and going west in the other direction. So we are a ways from anywhere else. We have some great local newspapers in the region. There hasn't been a lot else for alternative type media. And as we looked across our region as a whole, I saw that there was an opportunity there that, that could work, or that at least there'd be an opportunity for it to work. And that has really played to our advantage over the years. And so when I first heard her say it, you know, it's a little bit crazy. I was also at a moment in my life where I could come back to rural Iowa and take a risk on something a little bit and see if we could build something. We were both in our 20s. We were both out of school and had been working and doing other stuff. And so it was a great moment in time for us to be able to uh, jump at an opportunity. So he said, let's do it, (laughs) (laughs) which is like the famous quote, because um, now he's all like, well, but maybe here's all the things (laughs) we should think about, which is good because I I do tend to get a lot of ideas. (laughs) I will say it worked to our advantage that we were in our 20s and fairly young and fearless at the time. Uh, We started our company in 2007, going straight into the downturn of 2008. We made it through that and made it through another downturn or two at least, and then through a pandemic. So we've we've definitely seen some ups and downs, but we've uh, managed to figure it out. In that same vein, though, I imagine there are other quote-unquote professionals or analysts or people who know better who would say, why in the world in this era of digital communication would you come up with a magazine? I'm guessing you heard that, but it's been very successful, and I'm glad of that as one who likes the printed word in the page in my hand as opposed to on the screen, but How challenging has it been to adopt this as a primary vehicle for telling these good stories? I know that I love to just hold a printed book, a printed magazine in my hand, even the smell of paper. It just gives you a whole sensory experience that um, is just something you can't replace, in my opinion. And I also think tourists come to a town and they don't want to scroll their phone necessarily. They love to pick up the local magazine. And for community members, they love to hold this tangible product and say, here's where I'm from. This is what represents our community. And this is the cool stuff we've got going. So I think it promotes town In this day and age, a printed piece just allows people to digest material differently. And also that, you know, living again in a rural area, we kind of laugh 
Decora is served by private internet providers. To this day, there are areas just outside of Decora that are very poorly served still for internet. We have not hit the fiber trend quite yet here. We're surrounded by it. It's coming, but we're still not there. And so, you know, when we started in 2007, there were plenty of people who were still not looking to, you know, online services for all their information. Um, And to this day, I think that holds true where it really worked for us that people still looked to a printed version of something to pick up on some of that information. And particularly in the style we work in, I think it works nicely. People have often asked us, how can you manage to give this away? Especially in the, the older generation, right. you know, how is this a free publication? It's like, well, that's that's the model. We do sell advertising, but um, at the same time, it, it is something where we tried to create something high quality enough that when you held it in your hands, you would, you would want to pick it up and you'd want to hang on to it and leave it on your coffee table and pick it up later or give it to a friend or something like that. So I, I think, you know, having that quality and again content quality content as well has taken us a long ways i'm looking at the online version where you can literally page through it not in my hand but with the click of a mouse you have such strong support from advertisers and those who want their message to be associated with the material you put out there that has got to be gratifying because you start every quarter with 68 blank pages That's a daunting task to begin with, but to know that you're going to have that kind of support, that you have built up that kind of support, that must be very rewarding. It is amazing. We have had such great support through the communities in the Driftless region up here and Decora. Um, We have had some advertisers that have been on from the very beginning. We've certainly gotten smarter about how much our product is worth and (laughs) what we need to charge versus, you know, our original paltry sales to uh, where we've grown to now. And we feel really, really fortunate. Yeah, I will say the local economy here in our region and what we commonly call the Driftless region. So we kind of bump out across the Iowa lines into Southeast Minnesota and Western Wisconsin as well. But within our region, especially within Decora, people really do understand the value of local dollars. And when you spend those local dollars with your friend who also owns a different business or at your local grocery or food co-op or whatever that might be, those dollars really do come directly back around. You know, uh, we're so so fortunate in downtown decor to have a strong downtown district of independent businesses. And each one of those is its own story. You know, we're all in the same boat in a lot of ways, but together we continue creating that local economy. And that is definitely a huge part of our story. Do you have a sense of how many readers you might have? You obviously know how many copies you print, and there are experts who will say that for every copy of a magazine, X number of people read it, but you also have the online How many people roughly consume this material when it comes out every quarter? I have Googled how people find the numbers for you print this many and this is the estimated readers per (laughs) magazine because I'm like, how do they get those numbers? Right, We print up to uh, almost 18,000 magazines a quarter and um, I definitely know that people pass them on and we'll put them back in racks because people are very conscientious. Our readers are of <laughs> of the cost of paper and recycling. And then, yeah, our online. So, I don't know, 25,000, 30,000 readers a quarter. 
At least, yeah, and I would say double that as Maybe possible. more. I'm so conservative with my numbers. Yeah. One of the interesting parts, I think, to us is that we have sort of our regional readership, which you can pick up our magazine for free. We then have readers literally from coast to coast. It's not a huge list, but we do have, you know, it's the long tail of Luther College. It's the long tail of the Seed Savers Exchange or Vesterheim Museum or, you know, some of those entities that are here in our region. And also people that grew up here or have visited here, you know, decor is a really unique community. We saw through the pandemic, like certain other places, a boom in our tourism, not not a drawback. So we have actually seen more and more interest in the last couple of years in our region, in our town, and what's going on here. So it's been really gratifying to be able to reach those audiences. And we've definitely seen those grow over the last couple of years. So it's a, it's been a really great experiment. The printed magazine itself, you know, is a challenge. Printing prices, printing costs have just skyrocketed like so many other things. That is really what we're committed to, but of course we're online as well. And those numbers are a little easier to quantitate, but uh, at the same time, you know, you never know what is going to hit or not and uh, where people are picking that information up. We're definitely learning as we go. <laughs> 15 years in, we're still learning every day, but that's the beauty of journalism yep. <laughs> and running a business. Well, obviously you've learned well because this is uh, quite a wonderful endeavor. Let me ask you finally, if you were to pick up a copy of Inspired Driftless Magazine, and just randomly turn to any certain page. Is there a prototypical story or type of story that one would find there? In other words, every one of these bits of copy is unique, but is there something that is more of a signature for the work you do that you would find in every issue? I'd say our cornerstone content is our community builders feature. And we have a varying number of community builders that we highlight each issue, depending on what my writers want to feature and how that all flows. But a community builder feature is all about someone in one of our Driftless readership communities doing something to, well, build community. So uh, it could be a neighborhood walking club. It could be something larger, like a volunteer opportunity in their community. Anything that someone says, hey, that's creating a space for someone to belong. That's the kind of content I feel like we're really behind. And we have other regular features as well, but I'd say community builders are my favorite. Yeah, and I think the one other thing is that we hope that all of our stories are really pretty accessible to people. When you read about someone in our magazine, it's also something that you could do yourself. You know, if your neighbor's doing something interesting, helping with a, uh, create something in your community or work with a nonprofit or do something with a program, it's also something that you could take as a model and, and probably access yourself or something similar to it. And that really is the goal. And again, going back to that cyclical process of being inspired and inspiring and inspire someone else. And that person inspires someone else to do something good. You know, and when you look at that, so many people across the Midwest are amazing about helping their neighbors and helping others, helping people, regardless of politics or where you live or whatever those things are. If, if somebody needs help, generally speaking, I think people are pretty quick to jump to it. So we also see that in our readerships, and I think just that idea of doing good can spread in the same way. We both feel pretty fortunate to have come back to Iowa when we did, and it has really been, I used to say a decade, I guess now I need to say 15 years, but it's been a great period of time to be working in rural Iowa and Northeast Iowa. There's been a lot of great challenges, but also a lot of great rewards for being here in our state and working and uh, building a business here. Aaron Henning Nichols and Benji Nichols, owners of the media company Inspired, based in Decorah. More online at iloveinspired.com. 
We connected via Zoom on Tuesday, January 17, 2023. The Iowa Business Report radio program and podcast is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report also comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more at iowabusinesscouncil.org. The Iowa Business Report airs on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with podcasts posted right here along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.